Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. It's good to be uh, in your houses this morning. We just uh, thank you for tuning in. And um, let's just jump right in today. Uh, number one, we just thank you for your support. Thank you for what you've done. Um, phone calls, texts, emails. It's good to connect with one another. Amen. So uh, let's continue to do that and lift one another up and Times like this, this is when we need our, um, to support one another and just say, hey, how you doing? How you doing? All right. Amen. So um, let's receive an offering this morning, shall we? And um, this is something that I pray over, uh, um, over our congregation, and uh, this is just a part of it. But uh, let me say this over you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess your will over our finances today. We have tithed, we've given offerings of our increase, and we thank you, Lord. The windows of heaven are open, and you are pouring out blessings for our lives. We now receive doors of opportunity open for us and our families. Father, we have given to the poor. <laughs> Therefore, we will never lack. We always have all sufficiency in all things today, and in Jesus' name, we believe every need is met today with heaven's best. We have given for the support of the work of God and for those who teach his word this morning. You promised, Lord, that you would supply all of our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we thank you, Father, that we live the best, we enjoy the best in every area of our lives today. And we thank you for it all in Jesus' name. And the saints said, amen. So if you'd like to give online, uh, just go to newcovenantchurch.ca. Click on the donate button, follow the instructions, or you can mail in your checks to, uh, to uh, us at New Covenant Ministries, P.O. Box 28063, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, B2W6E2. Glory to God. Amen. So I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Well, actually, one thing today. And it's something that um, um, Pastor said that went off on the inside of me the last time he was preaching. And, um, and, and it just started to grow and grow and grow. And so um, I want to title this, You were, Are Not Created to Be Average. You Are Not Created to Be Average. Amen. So um, I want to go back to our bedrock truths. Number one, God cannot lie. Number two, his word is true. We can trust him today. Number three, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number four, as he is, so are we in this world. And number five, God is a good God. Say it with me. God is a good God. One more time, just because God is a good God. Amen. So let's jump uh, right into this, and we're going to start in uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Woo! Come on. Let's do it again. Genesis 1, 26. Woo! I'm going to read it to you out of the Message Bible uh, translation today, because it is just... <laughs> I, went, I came across this, and I thought, man, this is pretty cool. Um, Genesis 1, 26, and the Message, it says, God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible. Come on. Reflecting their na his nature so we can become responsible. We're supposed to be responsible people. We can we be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face, on the face, on the face of the earth, 
God created human beings. He created them godlike. Mm-hmm. Reflecting God's nature, he created them male and female. Then verse 28, God blessed them. He said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge, be responsible for fish in the sea, the birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Come on, isn't that good? He said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge, and be responsible. That's our calling. And when you get into all of that, you will not be average. You cannot do that and stay average. Uh Uh-uh. We were never created to be average. I looked up average in dictionary.com. It means typical, common, ordinary, inferior, or of little merit. Man, not much. Let's jump over to Luke chapter 1, please. Luke chapter 1. And we are going to start in verse 28. And I am going to read this to you out of the New Living Translation. Let me know when you're there. Luke 128. Gotcha. Gabriel appeared to, appeared to Mary and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, um, if an angel appeared to you, what would you do right now? Pretty wild. Gabriel appeared to Mary and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Verse 30, don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. Verse 33, he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. And the angel replied, and here's what happens. This is what's going to make you, uh, this is will bring you from average to, to <laughs> above average, right? He said, the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the most high will overshadow you. Mm, mm, mm. The Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. That happened with us. Same thing. So the baby um, to be born will be holy. He'll be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren. People used to say she was barren. People used to say, what about you? They're not going to say that anymore. Because why? You are not created to be average. You are above average. Why? And the Holy Spirit is on you. The power of the Most High has overshadowed you. Step into that today. Why? Because you're not created to be average. People used to say she was barren. They're not saying that about her anymore. People used to might have said a bunch of things about you, but they're not going to be able to say that anymore. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. But she is now in her sixth month. For, in verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. And um, 
Living Bible says, for every promise from God shall surely come true. Every promise. So you take all of the promises in here and you start saying them out of your mouth and you believe it with all of your heart, they will surely come true. The Passion says, not one promise from God is empty of power. Not one. <laughs> for nothing is impossible with God. It's amazing. Verse 38, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. May everything you have said about me come true. May everything God has said about you today come true. Then the angel left her. And so what happened? Turning, uh, turning nobodies into somebodies. That's what he does. Amen. Amen. Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke 4, 18. Please. Jesus speaking. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me <laughs> to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. <laughs> Recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And when he closed the book, verse 20, and he gave it again to the minister, and he sat down, all the eyes of, of all the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And verse 21, he began to say unto them, This day I am no longer average. This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? Isn't this Mary's boy? What are they doing? They're trying to make him average. And he said, I am not average. I'm anointed. And you can say the same thing. You are not average. You are anointed by God. And in Acts 10, 38, we know this one. It's very familiar. but. We still need to, you know, don't make it so familiar that it loses its power. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Two things, Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. God is with you. Amen? Come on. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus the person. Jesus, the human side of who he was. Jesus in his humanity. Why? So that way we can become Chris, how God anointed Chris of Eastern Passage with the Holy Ghost and with power. That's how that works. How God anointed you today with the Holy Ghost and with power. Why? So you can go about doing good. And right now we need to do some good around here. People are freaking out in fear. So if we're able to do good, smile at people, talk to people, keep your distance so they don't get too. But just be nice. Be sweet. We can do that. We can go about doing good. For God was with him. God is with you today. Always. He said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. Praise the Lord. Um, Luke chapter 24, please. Luke 24, and we're going to take it in verse 49. Um, 
Jesus said, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. New Living says, now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my father had promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. That's where the power is coming from. Listen to this in the, in the message. It says, what comes next is very important. I am sending what my father promised to you. So stay here in the city until he arrives, until you are equipped with power from on high. If you're equipped, uh, come on, then all of a sudden, all, all of the, um, those verses in Luke 4, 18 and 19, uh, yeah, they come to pass in your life too. Amen. Um, let's go to Acts chapter 2. I want to read this to you in the message. Is it ever good? It's very cool. Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 1. Acts 2, 1. Um, and, the, and this is in the message translation. When the feast of Pentecost came, they were all in one place. Uh, they were all together in one place. Without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, a gale force. No one could tell where it came from. And it filled the whole building. Then, like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks. They all started speaking in a number of different languages that the Spirit prompted them. Verse 5, there are many Jews staying in Jerusalem just then, devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. When they, and <laughs> then when they heard one after another and, and their own mother tongues being spoken, they were thunderstruck. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on. And they kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How come we're hearing them talk in our various mother tongues? And they went to go to list all these different mother tongues. But <laughs> I like verse 11. Both Jews and proselytes, even Cretan, <laughs> Cretans and Arabs. Like they, they were just kind of, these are some average, average people. Why are they speaking in my own mother tongue? They're speaking our languages and describing God's mighty works. How can average people do that? Because the Holy Spirit came upon them with power, making them beyond average. Verse 12, their heads were spinning. They couldn't make head or tail of it. They talked back and forth, confused. What's going on here? Others joked, they're drunk on cheap wine, trying to make them average. People are going to try to make you average as you, as you walk into the things of God. Don't let them. Amen? Look at verse uh, 14. Um, in, the, in the New Living Translation, it said, Then Peter stepped forward. He's not going to remain average anymore. See, when you decide not to remain average, you are going to step forward. You will propel, you, like you'll be propelled. He says, Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, he didn't just whisper. He shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No. What you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel, verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. 
And in those days, I will pour out my spirit even upon my servants, men and women alike, and they will, prophet, they will prophesy what happens. He said, you will no longer be average. No longer average. And, uh, and I like the way that he finishes it. He just ices the cake in, in verse 21. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. Everyone. That's good news for us. Call on the Lord today. Amen. Let's go to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. And verse 16. Now, as Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I'll make you to become fishers of men. Straightway they, they, forsook, they forsook, they just dropped their nets and followed him. Um, New Living Translation says in verse 17, Jesus called out to them, Come, Follow me. I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. So Peter went from average fishermen to now fishers of men. He went from an average fisherman, an average person who fishes, now to become fishers of men. Joel Osteen said this. It's such a great quote. You were not created just to get by with an average unrewarding and unfulfilled life. God created you to leave your mark on this generation. I'll say it again. You were not created just to get by with an average unrewarding or an unfulfilled life. God created you to leave your mark on this generation. Amen. Now Jesus went about doing good to leave his mark on his generation and his mark is still on this generation. We have what he has been given Yes, we have what he has been given, and he released us to do what he did. But then if you jump over to Mark chapter, or Mark, John chapter 4, I'm getting happy. John chapter 14, woo! Let's go there. John chapter 14. We have what he has, so we can do what he can do. But then in John 14, verse 12, it says that, uh, Verily I say unto you, he, believes, he that believes on me, the works that I do shall he do, also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go to my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Wow. Then he said in verse 14, if you ask, and he said it again, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So, let's ask today, Lord, please help us not to be average. Please help us to leave a mark on our generation today. Come on, Lord, please help us not to be average. Help us to leave a mark on our generation today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark 14, please. I don't know about you, but I'm getting happy. It's just a good thing. 14:14. Matthew 14. Let's go in Mark. No, no, no. Matthew, because that did not make sense. <laughs> It did not make sense at all. Matthew 14, 14. Actually, Mark 14, 14 says, and uh, no, no. Matthew, yeah, that's better. Uh, verse 14, and Jesus went forth, saw a great multitude, 
and was moved with compassion towards them and he healed their sick. We need to be moved with compassion. We pastors have been talking about um, love. Ashton's been talking about love, compassion. And, and why? Because it's time. What the world needs now is love. There's a song about that. What the world needs, I'm not singing it. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Amen? Romans chapter 15, getting ready to land the plane. Let's go there, please. Romans 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy. Could you imagine? Okay, it would be one thing if he said, okay, let the God of hope fill you with some joy. But he says, no, no, no. All joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. New Living says, I pray that God, the source of hope, he is the source of your hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. We trust in him today. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Passion. Now may God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. Why? Because you were not created to be average. If you believe this verse, you cannot be average. You won't stay average. You'll start average, but you will not stay that way. Now listen to this. I, I, I caught these uh, um, the other day, and, and it says, um, being average is an insult to yourself. Being average is an insult unto yourself. Get up and work for what you want. Get up and take action in the direction of your dreams. Be ambitious. Be action-orientated and make it happen. Michael Jordan said this, all I knew is that I never wanted to be average. He never wanted to be average. Another one says, I woke up this morning and realized I don't have what it takes to sit back and be average. Come on. Number three, why settle for average when amazing is attainable? Now, here's the one. Uh, normal is the wrong name often used for average. Normal is the wrong name often used for average. You were never created to live an average life. You were created to be a history maker. Love that one. People, you, people love you when you're average because it makes them comfortable. The worst thing you can be is average. You stop being average the day you decide to become a champion. <laughs> Come on. You stop being average the day you, you decide to become a champion because average person won't make that decision. You're not average, so stop treating yourself like you are. Again, you're not created to be average. You are far too smart to be the only thing that stands in your own way. <laughs> you are far too smart to be the only thing that stands in your own way. It takes no effort to be average. Victoria Osteen said this, don't settle for average. You are made for greatness. You are made for greatness. Amen. So the antonym or the, uh, the opposite of average, and it sounds like the people, it sounds like you, exceptional, extraordinary, outstanding, remarkable, great, 
rare, special, abnormal, which means you're not normal. You're not average, memorable, extreme, unique, exciting, distinguished, out of the ordinary. I like this one. Cream of the crop. That's you. You are the cream of the crop. Titus, two more verses or two more sessions. Titus chapter three, uh, verse three to five in the Passion Translation. It says, um, for it wasn't that long ago that we behaved foolishly in our stubborn disobedience. We were easily led astray as slaves to worldly passions and pleasures. We wasted our lives in doing evil with hateful jealousy. We hated others. Sounds average to me. Verse four, when the extraordinary compassion of our Lord, of, of God, our Savior, and his overpowering love suddenly appeared in person, as the brightness of a dawning day, he came to save us, not because of any virtuous deed that we have done, but only because of his extravagant mercy. Verse 6, he saved us, resurrecting us through the washing of rebirth. We were made completely new, not average, by the Holy Spirit, whom he splashed over us richly by Jesus, the Messiah, our life giver. Verse 7, so as a gift of his love, and since we are faultless, 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 innocent before his face, we can now become heirs of all things. Why? We're not average anymore. We are heirs of all things, all because of an overflowing hope of eternal life. How true and faithful is this message? Um, I remember back in the days when I was a youth pastor and uh, I used to give out to the, uh, the kids, oh, the kids, the, the young people, um, this book called um, You're Born Original, Don't You Die a Copy, John Mason. And I know that my oldest, she still refers back to that book, which I gave those guys years and years ago. Why? Because you are an original. Don't you die a copy. You are not created to be average today. Now, let me read this over you in closing. Um, and it's Ephesians. I'm going to pray it over you, actually. It's Ephesians 3. Um, verses 16 to 21, but I'm going to read it to you in the Passion Translation. And I pray that God would unveil within you today the unlimited riches of his glory and his favor until supernatural strength floods you, floods your most innermost being with his divine might and explosive power today. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you today. The resting place of his love will become the very source and the very root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences today. The great magnitude and the astonishing love of Christ and all its dimensions. How deeply intimate, how far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is today. Endless love beyond measure that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God today. Never doubt God's mighty power to work within you to accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. 
Now we offer up to God today all the glorious praise that rises from every church and every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will be yet manifest through time and eternity. Amen. Amen. Go out and not be average. You're not created to be average. Paul, you're blessed today. Do something nice and smile at somebody. Amen. Paul, you're blessed. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.